You are listening to the Tenth Men podcast, where we discuss the ideas, theories, and principles to help you live a wealthy, healthy, and happy life. My name is Harish, and I'm a third-year medical student. And my name is Felix. I'm a graduate entry medical student and content creator. Which brings me to the next question, which is: So we've covered why you should do either, and why you should possibly chase the balance. How can we actually be spontaneous, Abe? You want to kick it off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think Harish's point did a wonderful job um, at illustrating how they can be great bedfellows together. So, um, how we can accomplish being spontaneous, and I think there was a parallel there. If you just excuse this very brief tangent yeah, um, yeah, before I actually answer the question, there's a parallel there between the example of you having a safety net because you've got a bit of a structure and the notion of somebody who's got the money to just go to Mount Everest mm-hmm. off, the, off the, off the flick of a wrist and, and both are safety nets in their respective ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that is one answer that you could take to this question of how can we be spontaneous? The answer is when you've got a, when you've got a, a safety net, yeah, when you've yeah, got exactly. a solution and that that's one way of looking at it. The other way is to, is to take the question to mean what do we actually do to be spontaneous what actually is it for us to implement it um and i i think we kind of have already answered that we kind of already know what that is it's, it's a leap of faith sometimes without knowing exactly what's coming next but i i think that um former interpretation of the question is one where um we evaluate the circumstances under which we should try spontaneity that could be an interesting slant on this question but i how did you intend it Felix yeah so the way I mean is that how do you foster spontaneity in your life how do you foster planning in your life so a good good example was with Harish Harish fosters spontaneity in that if it's a Friday night it's it's there's a high probability that there'll be a social event right yeah definitely because he knows that he knows that should it happen he's got a safety net ready so, for example, it could be like, okay, I'm going to say yes to Fridays if, if there's a social event going. He doesn't know if it's going to go, but if it is, I'm going to say yes. But the safety net is that I'm going to catch up on work the, on the weekend as a result of this. Mm-hmm. But he knows that and he actively fosters spontaneity in this case without having any regrets because he knows, you know what, I'll just catch up tomorrow. I, I'm not losing anything. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. And that notion of fostering it, I think is a, is a good word um, yeah. it, because again, it, it, it's not just loitering in and out of our lives. It's something that we're cultivating, that we're yeah. organically developing and that we're aware of. And yeah. I think for me, there's actually a, a good argument to be made for, for, for taking arguments like Harish made of, of watching that movie, watching that film yeah. and actually cultivating those moments actually Mm -hmm. regulating those moments of rest this book i've got is called rest and prioritizes just how effective and developmental rest can be Mm -hmm. um and making it such that when we are without structure we actually know full well what our spontaneity is is enabling us to do so these moments of impulse cultivating them so that they're actually fruitful and developmental and that is a notion i I believe I'm going to reserve for the third question, just so I don't mm. blur the lines too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I love that that word fostering. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a great point because you're not just a deer in the headlights. 
living life too freely, mm. you're aware of the fact that this is something that we can use, but we need to be careful how we use it. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's a tremendous word. Is there is there a specific way that you do it though? So is so in Harris's case, he might leave sort of Friday nights free. Is there a point where you're like, you know what, uh, I'm going to work during the week, but I'll just leave weekends to whatever happens. Is there a specific sort of routine you have or time that you allot to it? I think the weekends is always a nice one. The weekends are always helpful um, because it, for whatever reason, even when you're not working nine to five, Monday to Friday, the weekends, obviously, it's still the weekends of everybody else. So you can sort of get on that hype and be a little bit lazier. So that that's one of them. The other way that I've I, I've tried is is just dropping the phone, um, not always being connected because that way, whatever I happen to do in terms of my spontaneous desires, whether it's playing a video game, whether it's going for a walk, um, whatever it is that I'm seeing is my relaxation is actually developmental. I don't think you can necessarily structure relaxation that much, but if, if you can make sure that it is actually switching off. And again, this is something that I think in the third question we'll really touch upon. But if you can make sure that it's actually switching off with as much intent as as you put into your work, mm. then both of those things can be great bedfellows and work very well hand in hand. Mm. Um, so when you do it is less of an issue for me. But of course, sometimes we know it's a morning thing. Sometimes it's an afternoon thing. I'm personally not a morning person, but I saw you up replying to me at 7 a.m. <laughs> so so we're worlds apart. We may as well be in different time zones on that one. Um, and yeah. so I guess I, I throw that question right back at either of you two gentlemen. And and is it is it something you enjoy, the early mornings, that, that structure, that um, cycle? Harish, you made reference to your sleep pattern being 10 p.m. Again, to me, that's that's very enviable. That's a tremendous sleep pattern. Um so what do you guys have to say about that? With the sleep things, it's funny that you mentioned that because Harish and I have talked about it a lot. Uh, we can go on ages about it. I actually sleep very early. I wake up very early as well, uh, just because I like to get that sort of moments of just by myself, you know, whether it's running. And also I go to the gym and waking up early allows me to do that without it affecting the rest of my day. But how I foster spontaneity, um, actually, I've got a relative plan of how I sort of live my weeks. So I see my weeks and also days as sort of like micro cycles, you know? So people may have different sort of timeframes, but as far as planning goes, you know how we were saying that what you decide to do is dependent upon the time limitation that you give it, right? So five years, you can look for a career. One day you're looking at your bucket list. In that same way, I sort of, on a week to week basis, I've got different levels. So I've got a sort of a weekly plan, obviously a daily schedule, and then it goes on to months and years. But I'll sort of explain how I see my week. So a friend of mine called uh, Ali Abdel, he's a YouTuber as well. Um, so we've recently become friends. And he has this sort of, uh, this framework. I haven't seen his videos on this, but I think I can get the gist of it. So it's called the plane, the pilot and the engineer. And it's very, pretty much how I live my life. So the analogy goes like this. Okay, hang with me. So if you think of a plane, that runs trips, okay, let's say international, whatever, 60 to 80% of its time is spent flying somewhere, okay? It's, it's spent in the air, going someplace, making progress towards something. 10 to 20% of the time, the pilots are setting the directions, figuring out what to do and where to go. You know, it's directing the plane so that the plane is moving towards the right target or the right destination. And the last 10 to 20% of the time is actually spent maintaining the plane and ensuring that there's no problems with hydraulics or, you know, so that the plane 
when it is flying, it's flying as efficiently as possible, right? And I'm sure at some point in that life cycle, there'll be some safety nets as well, you know, like similar to what Harish has, you know, if, if one plane doesn't run, they've got another plane lined up to replace it, or they've got a shuttle bus or whatever it is. A similar model, I think, can be proposed for life where you spend most of your time, whether it's a day, whether it's a week, whether it's a year, executing your ideas, right? But you compartmentalize the rest of the time to ensure two things. Number one, that you're going in the right direction. And number two, that you're doing it in the most effective way possible. Okay. And actually now going off this conversation, I'd almost say number three, you should also have some time for safety nets, just in case all of these things go out the window and you need some time to, to catch up. Right. Does that make sense for you guys? I said earlier, medicine is very intensive and usually you don't really have time to socialize and stuff. But the thing is you really have to, you know, go out and mingle because I'll be honest, I'm an international student and the only social time I get is only for that mingle with my flatmates or even with the people outside my work time. So I do need to have safety net because if, as I said earlier, if you let, if you let work expand to fill time, you will never have time to do other things. So, I mean, as much as I'm down for compartmentalizing your work and so on and so forth, I'll be honest there. Yeah, I do do that. But you need to have some leeway in your system because I'll be honest, spontaneity adds a bit of spice to your life. That's what I would say, because if you do not have any spontaneity, you're pretty much a robot. I mean, you're just like a well-oiled machine running in day in, day out, day in, day out. And mm. I mean, I'm not like, you know, dissing them. They are amazing. They are good at what they do. But I do feel like you need to have a perfect balance or else life would just be boring. Because as I said, like, because I watched the movie, Amazon Prime movie earlier last Friday, I became close with my flatmates because I'm in a whole new other place. And right now I'm in Middlesbrough. I don't even know my flatmates when I moved in. And right now I'm much closer to them because we just had a chill night watching it because with social distancing and everything, we couldn't even go out. But because I made that active, spontaneous decision to be there with them that night, stay up past my bedtime, even though I was really sleepy, I did stay up <laughs> watching that movie. I don't know what movie it was. It doesn't strike me. But yes, I did stay up <laughs> watching the movie. It was amazing. As I said, as much as you have that safety net, you also need to have a planning system. Like the way I usually do it is, um, the way I think about it is you have this goal. You have this goal outcomes, like what you want out of life. That's what you need to have. And then on another side, you have the project. So the way I think I've mentioned this in a podcast, I mean, an episode earlier on. So I write down what are the goals I want to achieve in my life on one side of the paper. And on the other side of the paper, I'll write down what are the tasks that I'm working on. Okay, and then I'll try to match match up the tasks that I've been working on with the goals that I want to achieve. And if I realize none of the tasks that I'm doing doesn't match up with my goals, that means I'm not doing the right thing. And that's when I have to reorganize my life. And at that point of time, if it does require me to not become spontaneous and become a well-oiled mission, I will do that because at the end of the day, you're living for yourself and you have to achieve those goal outcomes at the end of the day. So... I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to be well-oiled mission, but you have to be flexible. You have to be like pliable, adapt and like, you know, overcome every obstacle that you, that you come across. That's what I'm, that's what I'd like to say. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that's tremendously well put. And I think there's a few notions there that were really well put, Harish. And, and the first one among them is is that two-dimensional element of, of knowing what your long-term plans are and what you're immediately working on. And knowing that, hopefully there's a relationship between the two 
But I, I, I wonder, before I get into what else you said, whether or not there would ever be a case where, okay, there's an immediate goal, there's an immediate topic that you're getting into, that you're sinking your teeth into, but it's not in terms with your long-term plans, but you're enjoying it. What do you choose? Do you, do you, do you kick it to the curb and think, okay, bigger picture? Or do you say, no, right now this is working for me. It may or may not lead somewhere, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, pretty much, I mean, that's an amazing question. I'm not going to lie. That's actually an amazing question. So yeah, that comes down to pretty much the fact whether I enjoy doing something. As I said, I'm all up for, you know, living in the moment. But the way I look at most things in life, yeah, as much as I said, yeah, there's goal outcomes and projects. Well, I think I've mentioned this before uh, as well about stoicism and stuff. So every decision I make, I ask if it adds value to my life. So let's say I enjoy something. Let's say I'm going to enjoy watching, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm being spontaneous and I decide to play a game of Among Us for like the next yeah. one hour. Okay. Yeah. Among Us sure. is right now is on the hype. Everyone is playing Among Us right now. So if I play that for the next one hour, yes, it's um, it's such an amazing game. It's still addictive. I'll be honest there. I was on on the game for like an hour yesterday. I'll be honest there. Yeah. So, but right now after this episode, if I'm like, yeah, Among Us is amazing. I'm gonna play that for an hour. First question I'll ask myself: Does it add value to my life? And as much as I enjoy it, at that point of time, I would probably say no because I'm not gonna lie. I've really tons and tons of lectures to cover, so <laughs> I would probably just put that aside. I'm like, nope. As much as it is enjoying. In the long run, as much as it doesn't align with my goals, it doesn't add value at the current moment. So I'll yeah. just stop. Uh, I'll stop playing Among Us. I'll just get back to work. Yeah. But yesterday was a different case. So yesterday was a Friday night once again. <laughs> so when I was playing Among Us, I'm like, "Yep, this is a good time for me to catch up with my friends over chat. You know, play with them. It, it's pretty chill. It was a pretty chill night, and it was like a good end to the week." So and and I found that it did add value to my life because I think you're talking about rest and something earlier on. Eh? Mm. So same mm. thing for me because this week has been hectic for me. I'll be honest, it has been really, really been hectic. And when I sat down to play Among Us, I'm like, "Yep, this is the best thing I've ever played for in such a long time." Because usually I'm addicted to games, and for the whole week I didn't even play Among Us. That's how hectic it has been. <laughs> so. When I've sat down to play that game yesterday, I felt like, hey, it is well-deserved. It does add value to my life. It does take my mind off work. So the main question, the main thing it comes down to whether is asking myself the question whether it does add value to my life. Yeah, that's how I make yeah. my decision. That's that's my thinking process. Yeah, I, I really like that answer because what you've done there with Among Us if you, is you've taken two, sorry, you've taken the same situation and you've come up with two different answers to that hey. question. So Among Us in one instance, okay, it's just you sitting at a laptop or whatever you play your video games on, and it, it's not contributing to your life. But on another one, you're catching up with your friends. It's similar to what we're doing here. Even though yeah. we're having quite an in-depth conversation, we're catching up, we're getting together. Mm -hmm. And it, if you argue this doesn't add value, then I sort of wonder what does. Um, because this is something that we could all take things from mm -hmm. and we could mm -hmm. all apply to our lives. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like the way you've done that. What I will say is one hour as 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 the biggest vice of your video gaming props to you sir because believe you me if i decide i'm going to spend a bit of time on fifa it would not be an hour an hour is two games and i cannot just play two games at once and then be uh, done with it yeah no no absolutely same like whenever i play like i play god of war i don't play games that much but when i do you know i play it for like a day straight <laughs> oh yeah oh who plays for an hour i mean come on yeah. man Come yeah, on, God, Harris. No, Jesus, okay, you man. gotta understand. Be more spontaneous, <laughs> Harris. Those are rookie numbers, my son. Those are rookie yeah, you numbers. You gotta pump them up. You gotta pump them up. 
trust me i've fin- <laughs> I finished games within like a week like i think i played tomb raider uh yeah i think on my laptop i finished that game within like three days straight because i oh, stayed wow. up for two nights in a row so that's the thing <laughs> i have a ps4 back at home but I, did, I actively made the decision not to bring it to UK because I know <laughs> I would fail my med, third year med if I bring my PS4 to <laughs> UK. Very prudent. Very prudent at the time, I'm sure. Nice. Okay, well, what I'll do is I'll just summarize this part of the question is that I think I covered a decent model in terms of trying to incorporate both spontaneity and planning. I think the only thing that Harris kind of objected with was you know, he wants to have this active fostering of spontaneity. And that's why I said I propose that along with this whole pilot, you know, directing it, plane doing the work and the engineer fixing the plane and making it efficient, I also add that level of safety net, you know, and that safety net is there so that should you want to go play Among Us, should you want to play games, should you want to play FIFA, whatever it is, right? You have a safety net where you can sort of catch any errors or catch any deviations to the plan. And you put that safety net knowing full well that you can be spontaneous. And I think that's the balance we're trying to hit because then you don't have any regrets, you know, and you can be spontaneous without that. Does that, mm. yeah, are yeah. we all in agreement with that sort of model? Definitely. Or is there anything yeah. to that? I'm in agreement with that. And I, the only thing I'd like to add, um, because I, I skipped the ability to do so at the time, but that is a tremendous model. I think the plane model, whoever your YouTube friend is to whom you gave the, the shout out and the credit and your adaptation of it and implementation of it here, I think is really well done. I, I think I think it's I think you deserve a, a pat on the back for that. Nicely done. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I think I think everyone's like contributing into it now that model's mm. just evolved one extra part because now yeah. there's the safety net element to it, yes. which I hadn't thought of it before. Uh, but nice, okay. Well, you've got parachutes. There you go. There, there's yeah. your metaphor sorted exactly. right out yeah. right there. Yes, spontaneous. That's a spontaneous yes. answer. Right plane, the engineer, the plane, the pilot, the engineer, and the parachute. Beautiful, nice. beautiful. That rings. PPEP. When's the you film know. coming out? You know, yeah. planes, trains, automobiles. It could be the second of the series. That sounds perfect. Yeah, guys. Uh, after we're after this podcast, uh, it's is you know sort of we've worked on it. So we're gonna enter the filming industry. That'll be the first one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. If you guys want to reach out to us, please reach out to us at the official tenth men at gmail dot com. Tenth as in the numerals. If you want to reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram, is at tenth men. M-E-N and 10,000 the numerals. And if you want to reach out to me personally, you can reach out to me through Twitter and Instagram at Praboost. I know it's a weird name, but it's P-R-A-B-O-O-S-T. And what about you, Felix? Yeah, you can find me at FelixBejoy.com or at FelixBejoy on Twitter or Facebook. Um, Twitter is the easiest way to find me. Until next time, keep safe. 10th men out. out.